book of Psalms uh, 121. God to help us this evening. Hallelujah. Life has a way of uh, shaking us up to get our attention. Amen. And uh, it's the old saying, you don't know what you have until it's gone. That kind of, you know, you begin to ponder uh, the times where, why didn't I save the money <laughs> when it was coming in handfuls on purpose? Why didn't I take liberty of the time that I did have off uh, while it was there? But the truth is, this highlights the reality uh, that life can throw us a curveball. And it's in those times where uh, we realize that maybe life has collapsed around us, things have not worked out the way that we wanted them, our ground beneath us shakes, that we truly discover who it is we can count on and rely on. Uh, just recently, uh, my wife and I have friends that have undergone some very real financial strain. And the comment was they were successful business owners. Uh, and in this business, they had friends, they had people that were working with them and for them. Uh, but the moment that the business collapsed, the comment was we had friends uh, you know, as far as the eye could see, but the moment that the money stopped coming in, the moment uh, that things weren't uh, how they thought, uh, uh, immediately the immediate desperation having to uh, scrounge around looking for those friends, looking for the people that they could actually count on. Now, in the passage of Scripture we're about to read, the psalmist uses an imagery of a mountain. And this is an immovable obstacle in, uh, uh, on the land. And he is gazing upon this mountain. And as he is gazing upon this mountain, he draws profound revelation uh, that it is not the mountain that is immovable that we could rely upon, but rather the one who created the mountain that needs to be trusted in. I want to preach to you a sermon entitled Beyond the Hills, the book of Psalms 121, verses 1 through to 8. The Bible says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heavens and the earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the, noon, uh, the moon by night. Uh, the Lord shall preserve you from all evil. Uh, shall he shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve uh, your going out and your coming in for this time forth and um, forevermore. Beyond uh, the hills. Uh, a different translation says, I look up to the mountains... Does my strength come from mountains? No, my strength comes from God who made the heavens, the earth, and the mountains. Beyond the hills. Let's look firstly and focus on the unsteady foundations. You know, it's very interesting at how, you know, we're very... Uh, uh, you know, uh, comfortable on this land and, and we're definitely not uh, uh, thinking by any means anything like concrete should ever shake. 
but it's very uh, uh, disheartening when something like that, something that we trust upon, begins to shake. And something that can be uh, drawn from is the fact that uh, we can have certainty, certainty in the fact that there are uncertainties in this world. Some things that we can rely upon become unreliable, and it's almost as if you buy a car and you get it off from the car dealer or you buy it brand new. You can drive out and it runs for a couple of weeks and then next thing you know, it begins to blow out black smoke or it begins to you know, stumble and, and, and something has changed. Whether it be in something you bought or even just in the ritual life that you live out, all of a sudden things can change. Businesses can go under and it's interesting at how uh, the text speaks about stumbling. That when it comes to the God that we serve, uh, He will not allow us to stumble. Or in other words, the, the definition of that word stumble can be shaking or wavering. Uh, how many know that as a Christian's life, uh, it ought to be lived out continually, whether it be a uh, uh, you know, uh, slowly moving forward. It is a direction that we ought to always be uh, moving forward rather than uh, moving backwards. Things may shake you. Things may begin to cause you uh, to go weak at the knees. But the truth is, our focus ought to be always straight. My uh, wife and I, we love taking the kids to Dreamworld. And one of the uh, little mazes that they have in the troll village is this spinning wheel sort of thing that you walk through and it's like this optical illusion all you got to do is walk straight and so while it's spinning all around you you're walking on this plank and so you know but it can be it, it can ruin your equi equilibrium and cause you to fall a little bit dizzy uh, but we went there just the other day and it was just it was all it, you know it was earlier and uh, we must have been the first few people through it and the actual thing wasn't spinning and so you're just kind of walking through this is not anything now, I say that because many times, you know, that's, the truth is, is that life can be those moments where things become uh, unsteady. David writes in Psalms 161 verse 2, From the end to the earth I will cry to you uh, when my heart is overwhelmed. Uh, and note that here he says, uh, when my heart uh, is overwhelmed. It's not if my heart is overwhelmed. The truth is, these uncertainties, we can be certain, will happen. Life has a tendency to sneak up on us. Things can go wrong. The foundations of life can experience an unsteady, uncertain, uh, uncertain and unpredictable. But the truth is, uh, uh, this doesn't just happen to single you out. This is a fact of life. Ecclesiastics 9.11, I return and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor to the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill, but time and chance happen to all. And so here is this reality. We can have certainty that there will be uncertainties in life. So let's look secondly at a higher power. Because our text speaks about an immovable uh, mountain. Speaking about the hills that right from the beginning, uh, he is gazing and lifting his eyes up to the hills. Uh, and it is the mountains that stick out. Now, in Perth, it's a flat state. In Queensland, you have mountains. And so you can look out in the distance and you can see uh, uh, the different mountains. Uh, we are living close to Mount Tambourine. And so this is all part of uh, 
our uh, uh, physical location. You can see these, uh, and it's many times when you're in the valleys that you can see out and look out onto the hills. The New King James Version speaks about looking to the hills. And this describes human nature and how we, uh, in the low periods of our time, search for higher places. We look for places where we can be rescued from our low valleys. And so no doubt this is the expression of the heart of the psalmist. He is looking for something bigger, something better, something that would take him out from this great low so that he would be able to move on from this situation. The hills take many forms in people's lives. They could be false religion, a false god. No doubt you can see it why they would make Mary a pivotal point in their religion as Catholicism begins to gain momentum. Why? Because it is something beyond themselves. They're thinking, how could just one woman carry into this world the Messiah? She must be of great importance. There are the Muslims that focus on Allah. There are the Buddhists with Buddha. And again, these mountains begin to take different forms can also take the form of an idea, right? We see something bad happens in our life and we take the embrace, the idea of, well, what goes around comes around. It's karma, right? And these uh, ideas begin to become those, uh, uh, form these uh, hills that we begin to rest upon. Well, I know that uh, if I do good, then good's going to come back somehow. Uh, And so you begin to fixate on these ideas. Others can be like fate, guardian angels, uh, something to ward off evil uh, and it's amazing to me at how you know i'll every so often step into a deli and they'll have the little cat with a little hand there uh, and i'll just wave at it and the cashier will kind of look at me and i'll be like does this thing work and oh yes the truth is is that they're relying on uh, a form of heal when in reality uh, something that is unreliable the other form is more pragmatically, uh, whether it be safety or stability comes uh, from a father figure, a doctor, uh, a person that you're connected to. Uh, it's a relationship. It's someone you can trust in. Uh, and it is these hills that we turn to. Sometimes it's programs and government. Uh, I'll be safe just as long as uh, we have Centrelink. If I lose my job, uh, I can trust that there's going to be still income coming in because uh, of uh, uh, Medicare or the Centrelink. Uh, and they'll bail me out. Years ago when my dad was you know, uh, uh, not saved, uh, he would always rely on the fact that his dad would bail, bail him out from jail. It was always that phone call, uh, Dad, I'm in trouble again. And his dad uh, uh, would just, uh, uh, without explanation, yep, not a, not a problem. Where are you? I'll come get you. Uh, and it's very interesting at how he describes this becoming uh, uh, something that he relied. He knew that no matter what trouble he got into, uh, he would just be able to call him uh, and everything would be fine. By looking at higher powers, these beliefs take us further and further away from who God is. 
These hills are referring to, uh, the psalmist is referring to uh, the hills in Jerusalem that surround the city, that surround uh, that nation. It's very interesting uh, at how there's been a fight for the Golan Heights there because it is a strategic place uh, where the enemy can climb up and be able to look straight into Israel. Uh, and it is no mistake that it has been a fight that Israel has been fighting for uh, tirelessly because uh, whoever gains uh, possession of the Golan Heights is given an incredible uh, 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 upper hand. And so here is the psalmist looking upon these hills. These hills that we see uh, that, can, uh, 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 that can be trustworthy, that, that we think, you know what, I can rely on this. And these hills begin to bring security in our lives. We think this will never change. This will always be there. This will be something I can place uh, my faith in. And the tragedy is, as we place all this protection all these provisions, uh, it gives us peace of mind, and yet we're not seeing beyond the hills. Now, I'm not trying to preach doom and gloom, but we can get carried away, and Christians can do this, absolutely fall into this uh, uh, trap, because it is something we see and we can control. It's something I'm aware of, and I can trust, and therefore, uh, I'm happy, I'm secure, I'm finally married and I've got children or whatever it is that you feel that you can place and, and gain control over. The truth is you are trusting in something that is appealing, but in reality it can be broken. If something we provide help for in our life, we think that'll be okay and God gets pushed aside. Listen to me this evening. The psalmist is trying to bring this revelation to us. It's not the one, it's not the hill that we ought to be relying our faith in. It's the one who created the hill. So let's look thirdly and then finally at looking at the creator. Ultimately, no earthly person, no organization, no spiritual entity has any power that it can even compare to the power of God. And so you need to realize that if we are naturally falling into the trap of, you know what, I, I can control this and this is something I, I, I can trust in. The fact is, if it's taking your eyes off God, you ought, to be, you ought to be aware of this. Again, the text says, I look up to the mountains, but does my strength come from the mountains? No, my strength comes from God who made heaven and earth and mountains. God created everything and he is the one that we need to rely for uh, when it comes to help. He is saying you looking to the effect, uh, no, uh, uh, not, uh, you need to look to the source. Look to the one who can create it. Look to the one who has the greatest power. Not to the things that can be um, uh, uh, you know, impressive. You know, we, we look at the flower and we think that's a beautiful flower. The truth is what is at the root is causing the flower. And so here is the revelation. When it comes to experiencing troubling times in the valleys that are lower, we're not looking to the hills but beyond the hills. Matthew 7, Jesus speaks about a parable. 24 through to 27, the Bible says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will make him likened to a wise man who built his house on a rock. 
And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house. And it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be likened to a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended to the floods came and the winds blew and beat on the house and it fell and great was its fall. Now nobody is planning on ruining their lives. That is not something that we aspire for. But here Jesus is saying that there are things that you can rely on and there are things that uh, will cause you to fall in life. The solid foundation will always turn us back to Jesus Christ. When you're helpless, when life begins to become unstable, when earthly things begin to perish, when money begins to uh, disintegrate, even when government fails us, uh, the truth is, is that sand may shift, uh, but rock or a solid foundation will not. And you have to go back to not the creation, but the creator. You have to rest upon the fact that His promises are from the Creator. He's the one that can bring things to pass. He's the one that you can trust in. It is not looking to the hills and relying that there is faith in those hills, but lifting beyond your eyes, beyond the hills to see what God can do. Our text has three qualities we can trust God for. When it comes to placing our hope in Him, number one is you can trust in His power. It's amazing to me at how just with uh, this little uh, scar, I've, uh, they've had to cut two major uh, two muscles in my hand. And so I had to do some uh, strain uh, exercises just to try to build up the muscle again. And so, you know, being a good uh, you know, person, I'm just trying to build things back up so I can get back into the swing of things. And so to lift something, you know, like a shopping bag, it's not a problem. Uh, I just recently, uh, you know, involved in a little bit of, you know, concrete and thought, you know what, I'll just quickly move this bit of concrete off to the side here. And I just grabbed it and just moved it. And the initial action was fine. It was not a problem. It was when I let go that all of a sudden I felt like this throbbing. And of course, it has to do with the fact that the strength isn't there. It's not the strength of the left hand. I have to build it back up. Now, I say that because our strength changes. If you don't work out, your strength diminishes, right? If you begin to stop doing what you were doing, you get out of habit of things and your strength changes. But our God doesn't. He continues to be strong all the time. Again, the strength doesn't come from the mountains, but from the one who created the mountains. Isaiah 40 verse 29, he gives power to the weak and to those who have no uh, might, he increases strength. And so think about that. This is an endless, limitless uh, ability to increase in power. And this is the source that we're talking about here. God is a powerful God. He created the hills and the mountains. He is able to uphold you. He is able to keep you uh, uh, on the straight and narrow. And it is his strength that carries on to be able to overcome, to be able to bring help and aid in your life. Uh, It is a powerful strength that does not diminish and does not uh, wear out. 
God is not like your iPhone or your Samsung. He's not on 10% and you're looking around going, where is the nearest PowerPoint? Your, our God is a God that is all-powerful. Think about David and Ziklag. The Bible says he returns to find that his city had been burned by the enemy. They had taken his women and children, men already to stone him. And the Bible says that at that very time when even his own friends turn upon him to stone him, in verse 6 he says, David strengthened himself in the Lord, he is God. Now, I want you to think about that. Because when you are weak, you can't just hop into your car and go, well, at least I've got my car. It's not going to cut it. You can't just open the pantry and go, well, at least I've got some food. This is a God that the Bible says David strengthened himself with. Now, God's power is far greater than any other power of this world. In Judges chapter 7, God gives a teachable lesson to Gideon. Gideon is going to take uh, an army and defeat the enemy, and in doing so, like many of us would, uh, gathers as many men as he can. In fact, he gathered 32,000 people uh, to be able to fight this battle. On doing so, God says you need to reduce it, and so he reduces to 22,000. Still, going into battle, it's a bit of a letdown. I'm, I'm sure you want as many, as, you, as many men as you can get, but yet God says, no, reduce it even more, and then finally reduces it to 300 men. Now, what's interesting about this is that we think safety is in numbers. But the most impacting armies are the special ops. It's those that just 5, 6, maybe 10, 15 invade something. I, I mean, could you imagine? And they went in and, you know, they're breaking down doors into Al-Qaeda and they're going for the head. Gone. I mean, before he could even take his next scoop of cereal and eat it. He's that book gone. See you later. That's a special ops. And God says, I want to show you how I can do that through 300 men. That's a powerful God. And that is the power that we rely on. Number two, our ability to have hope from Him and trust in God has to do with the fact that he, we can trust His protection. God has never... Let us down. In fact, he is described in 5 and 6, the Lord is your keeper, the Lord is your shade at, uh, at your right hand. And so that word keeper can be seen as a guardian. Now, we know children need to be guarded, need to be overlooked. They cannot just uh, be allowed to do whatever they want. Uh, and so this gives us, our Father in heaven is our guardian. He's watching over, uh, not just to uh, uh, point out the flaws, but to protect. He is our greatest protector. Better than any police, politician, uh, or programmer, uh, our greatest prote protector is God himself. Psalms 18 verse 36 you have made a wide path for my feet to keep me from slipping. Psalms 37 verse 24. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him 
with His hand. Now again, this is not just when God feels like it. The Bible says that He will do that. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. Now what that is, is a protective sunblock that lasts all day and all night. You don't have to reapply. This is the protection that God brings. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, He is our protector. The third thing is that we can trust in His presence. One of the wonderful things about God is that you don't have to call up for an appointment. You know, I've had to do and see, you know, specialists and make sure that doctors would come and see me. And so just on Monday, I went and saw him, waited the six-week period, and I'm going to see a doctor, and I get, you know, Susie, the, the, the trainee that's just come off, and she's looking at my hand, she's like, can you do this, can you do this, can you do this? And I'm like, can you tell me about what's happening here, you know? And it's, oh, well, actually, I've got to, you know, check in with my higher authority. And so then she brings, you know, she's probably about 21, 22. She brings a, another guy, another doctor, and he's probably 29. And I'm like, okay, so I've got, you know, I've got some concerns in regards to this, 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 and this. And he goes, okay, well, why don't we book another appointment with a hand specialist in six more weeks? I'm like, why did I just come here? Wasting my time. And thank God that it's not like, you know, when we call up God's hotline, hi, I'm just wondering if I could get some help. Uh, uh, yeah, just, just one moment, let me put you on to, Gabriel, are you free? Yeah, there you go, pass him on there. But rather, this is a direct line of the Father that can uh, present himself in a way that will uh, demonstrate his ultimate power. We're not getting the sidekick. Thank God for that. We're not getting just someone who's uh, finished the trainee uh, and, and, you know, we're going to get the best of the best of the best. He's present. He's available. And you have His undivided attention. The Bible says He's not sleeping. You know, those are times you, you go, okay, I'm just going to read the Bible and you're like trying to keep your eyes open. Thank God he's not like that with you. Okay, what's Michael up to today? Oh, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to take a quick little nap. <laughs> he's created the whole world. And despite the billions of people that are in this world, at the moment you cry out, at the moment you say, God, I need you, the Bible says he is present. He is willing to act with all His power, with all His protection. He's present. And so here is this understanding. Don't get fixated on the creation. Don't get fixated on things that we can rely on. But rather, trust in the God who is the creator of these very things. And He is someone who will never move, never change. He is the same yesterday today and forever. It's our ability to look beyond the hills that gives us strength in those uncertain times. I want every head bowed and every eye closed. No one moving around just for a few moments.